if you could build a business in the modern world as big or as small as you want without having to compromise the things that were the most important to you in the very beginning? This is the Wealthy Consultant Talks podcast with Taylor Welch and Mike Walker, as they share with you today their learning lessons from stories in their experiences over the past 10 to 15 years and share with you right here, right now. Let's get into it. All right, guys, here we are. Welcome to CWC Talks episode. I am with, uh, I'm with two friends, one of which is a client. The other is stubborn. And so he's not a client at the moment, but at some point. I paid you enough money over the years, bro. Hey, they all come in eventually. That's the one thing I know. Uh, we got John Cameron here, who's a growth architect for health innovators. But actually, he's just a growth architect for just people in general. And then we have Seth Ellsworth, who refuses to label himself. He doesn't want us to call him anything. He just wants to be called Seth, which, dude, is probably a, a message to market match issue, if we think about it, because people don't know what that means. But Seth, what do you do, man? What do you do? Tell us. Dude, it's part of, it's part of my human design. I have to be enigmatic. Seth was one of my, my very first coaches. Very first coaches. I paid um, people sometimes forget this story. I paid a, a person to help me build my business, gave them, I think it was eight grand or seven grand. Turns out that it was like an MLM. I, I, think, I, I think I was your first high ticket purchase, wasn't I? No. Investment? Uh, this, other, this other MLM was that I thought was going to help me. Um, and they were like, here's saying you oh, build your business. Never heard you, about sell, you sell our product to other people. And I was like, uh, no, that's not what I want to do. The only way that the giant freaking uh, pyramid and so what did i do naturally i just went and hired someone else so then i um hired a guy that i thought was going to be my mentor and it turned out that that was a salesperson for infusionsoft not a mentor have you ever read that book are you my mother it's like a kid's book mm. it's like this little bird gets kicked out of a nest and constantly like goes around and is like are you my mother yes, and it's like no i'm a i am a dog I can't be your mother. And he's like, are you my mother? It's like, no, I am a cow. I can't be your mother. And eventually the little bird finds it. That was like me. I was like, are you my mentor? No, I own an MLM. <laughs> like, are you my mentor? No, I run Infusionsoft. But then the third time, the third time is the charm. I met Seth. This was way back when, 2015, yeah? Something like that. Or earlier. Maybe end of 2014. So I got on the I phone with Seth. I was like, yo, I've made several bad decisions. And um, what's another? Here's my Amex. Let's go. Uh, and you made, me check, you, you made me check with my wife first. And that was a secret. I was able to learn from Seth how to reprogram parts of my mind. Seth, what was my income target in 2015? Uh, you just wanted to make 10K a month. That, that was like 10K a month. That was the like, goal. Dude, this will change my life. Past that. You wanted to retire yeah. at Lindsay. Yep. 10K a month. 10K She's a month. She's still not retired, dude. What's wrong with you, bro? I mean, she is retired. She, uh, well, don't tell her that. She, never mind. She's not retired. My wife is a <laughs> wonderful business owner who is so generous. She just happens to give all her money away. So, you know, she's, she's still, she's still going. Anyway. Uh, 
Now, Cameron, I'm going to loop you in in a minute, but I wanted to talk about this because to me, it is one of the biggest like hurdles that an entrepreneur must jump through as they set big goals for themselves. Everybody was like, I want to make 100 grand a month. I want to make, I want to make 10 grand, 50 grand a month, 80 grand a month, whatever the number is. The fascinating thing about human psychology is if you cannot see yourself making $100,000 a month, you will not be able to make the decisions, sacrifices, or investments necessary to ever get to 100 grand a month. And people say stuck in this revolving door holding pattern where they want something that their identity doesn't support. And that's why I want Seth on here and John Cameron on here. I want to share a model that I've talked about many times before, and I want to do it with the principle. And here's the principle. If you want 10 grand a month, to be a lot of money to you, then you can keep making decisions as if 10 grand a month was a lot of money to you. And it will always be a lot of money to you. If you would like 10 grand a month to be no big deal, oh, that's like nothing, peasants. Then you've got to figure out how to make decisions as if 10 grand a month was no big deal. Imagine making a $100,000 investment on a $500,000 income. The, the key with changing your reality is that $100,000, if you earned uh, $100 million a year, is the equivalent of $50 on $500,000 a year. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. The, the key for me, and the key with all of Seth's clients and the key with all of John, this is a wealthy consultant talk. These are all wealthy consultants. Is at the end of the day, we have figured out how to make choices to validate and create a future state. There's an old framework that I created years ago that I'm recreating now. It's called CVBCR. Choices, validate, vision, creating reality. The question you have to ask yourself, if you're in a position where you're not seeing what you want to see, is what reality are you creating and what vision are you validating? The way you create reality and the way you validate vision is through making choices that are in alignment, not with necessarily who you are now, but with who you want to become. This is me making the decision with Seth. I'm not advocating maxing out your credit card. I think that that was maybe not financial wisdom. It's not peak record, financial I didn't know you, wisdom. I didn't know you were maxing out your card. You didn't tell me that till later. I didn't <laughs> tell him at all. I did ask for a payment plan because I was like, uh, I can only, the max of my, of my card was half of the price of the program. If that tells you anything. And you made me check with my wife to make sure we were on the same page, which was brilliant, by the way. It demonstrated you actually cared about me, not just the sale. But I'm not advocating necessarily the, the, the maxing out of your credit card. What I'm advocating is for you to make a decision about who you want to be. And then you've got to snap your choices to that version and your reality will follow. I've got a lot more to talk about this, but I'll, I'll relinquish the microphone for a second. If John Cameron has some thoughts or Seth, you have some thoughts, take it away. I mean, I love this. Let's go first. I, I can go first. Uh, I love this. I think mostly because for someone who's been in a, a state of extreme pain, um, massive loss, uh, right before like COVID, had a huge thing happen. I had to 
if I only focused on the negative, I would have, I would have probably done something that's irreversible, you know, a permanent solution to a impermanent problem. And so I had to every single day, I have the journals right next to me every single day, right? What I was grateful for and right where I was going to stay out of that mm. state. This is before I met you, right? This is all, all before I met you, but it was the only thing that kept me sane and then lumping in, you know, looping in my son as the, is the driving force of like, what would I want him to, what version of a father would I want him to be, to, to see the coward or the, the one who gets punched in the face and gets back up and build something. Right. So, yeah. Dude, that is, that's brilliant. I, I listened to, um, I listened to, to, I mean, we, we have had like 700,000 calls with clients, prospects, market leaders. So one of the coolest things I've had the opportunity to is listen to the market. If you're a marketer, you got to listen to the market. What are they saying? What are they afraid of? Seth, this is why I want you to brand yourself, dude. Not a Seth. You just got, we got to make you a market maker, dude. You know, like, who are you? But John Cameron, you know what's fascinating about when I listen to some of these calls? I'll listen to calls, and this is not meant to be shameful, but I want to wake some people up. If I could grab you out of your car, shake you a little bit so that you just wake the hell up, I will do it. I'll listen to these calls with these grown men with children, and they will spend 20 minutes talking about how desperately they want to move their family forward, how desperately. They want to be able to not worry about vacations or money or this or that or whatever. And then when it gets to the point where they have to make one sacrifice, an investment, or 10 grand to come into Nashville for an event to learn something that you don't learn in school and you can't learn anywhere else. Oh, I can't take that risk. Can't take that risk. What are you talking about? You can't take the risk. You just spent 30 minutes talking about how you want to be a, a worthy model for the people that are following you. You know, when, when I had my son, my son is eight weeks old, by the way, and he's fat. This dude eats so much. <laughs> I, I don't understand hey, that's it. That's good, though. That's good, though. <laughs> Man, you know what happened? And I was like, he's going to copy me. He's going to copy me. And for me, the risk for me is not financial because I fixed that. I bought that demon years ago. I'll never be poor again. I know how to make the decision. But for me, it's physicality. I was like, I have to get myself into shape. I have to get myself into gear. I signed up for BJJ. I started running a mile a day because if my son's going to copy me and we know he is, I want him to copy a warrior, not somebody making excuses about how he's too busy. I don't understand how people can be in a position where they're stuck. Seth, you can probably chime in on this because you're a little bit more empathetic than I am. <laughs> how can someone <laughs> say, I want to be a role model, I want to break free? And then when it comes down to making an investment that's a, that feels risky, they choose the safe option and they backpedal and they perpetuate the same problem that they wanted to fix in the first place. I don't understand that. Well, let me explain it to you. They say they want it, but they don't say that that's who they are. Mm -hmm. And one needs to come before the other. It's, it's near impossible to keep somebody who believes in their soul that they are an athlete, a good father, a believer, a vegan. That's it. That makes sense. You cannot help but be that person. And the problem is if you're telling me that you want this and that, I'm like, mm, 
call me next week when you hit a brick wall and you can't get out of bed. Because then maybe you'll be ready to hear that you can't even see yourself for who you are. So I like to ask the questions like, who did God create me to be? And what do I need to do to believe that that's who I am? Mm. To get the, just get the stuff out of the way. Because if I can, if I can in, in our vernacular, if I can believe that I'm a king, what does a king do? What choices does that person make? Because I believe all of us are that, but we're, but we're acting like paupers. Mm. We're making choices on the level of a pauper who, who can't you know, find a potato to dig up out of the ground and save his family from starvation. When really That's he a- has the golden, he has a golden ticket to walk right into the kingdom and step up to the throne and be like, Hey, I would like my inheritance, please. But we don't do this. Like these are simple, these are simple choices, but they're not just choices. The choice has to be anchored in something that's meaningful and deep for you. And part of that is the truth of who you are. And you just don't freaking know who that is. So don't tell me you want something. One thing is, is for, is, is for children. They play around with things that they, they want in the moment. It's like Tony's thing of like wants versus must has. And when you get into the realm of identity, you're talking about, Almost a level above must. It just is. Yeah. It's just what it is. Uh, is what it is. There is a decision point that people get to. And, and I've had so many of these decision points. I've, my most recent decision point when I had to level up and it was terrifying. And I was like, okay, here's an opportunity for me to be who I choose to be and make a decision based on my future versus the safe bet. You want to know what it was? Like less than a month ago. That's it. People do not, the, the people who play at a high level, they get uncomfortable if it's been too long since they've had to play this way. It, the game gets boring if you don't have a LeBron staring at you every couple of games. So anyways, the first time that I really remember understanding what I was doing, because when I made the decision with you, Seth, it was just like, I could lose my money on this, but it's not as bad as being poor. Let's be real. Like I, I can't, you remember this. I cannot stay stuck here mm. and nor will I. And, and I think you recognize that with me. And that was the piece of you that was like kindred spirit. Like I understand this kid, but it was happening subconsciously. It was just like, go again, fail, go again, fail, go again, fail, go again. I wasn't processing it. It was subconscious. It was an identity. But the first time that I remember processing it there was a mentor that was considerably more expensive than Seth to the tune of 25 times as expensive as Seth like 150 grand and I knew I needed something to level up I knew I didn't want to stay stuck and I remember thinking like okay this is like 12 or 13 grand a month for a long time to to cover this and I had this thought how long do you want 12 or 13 grand a month to be a lot of money for you? Hmm. Oh, not long. Let's go sign the, sign the contract, wire the money. And what happened is I found one of the first secrets, I believe, was the Seth is talking about his identity. But what if somebody's in a position where they want the identity, but they just haven't made it yet? How do you make that decision? 
and reconcile the difference. Well, is one of the secrets is you begin to make decisions that are in alignment with who you want to be, not who you've been in the past. This is why when I want to make a change mm-hmm. in my life, I will literally sign up for it. And I can't really get out of it. Like I signed up for B Day Day with a couple of friends and I've skipped twice and both times has been more painful to skip. I wish I would have just freaking gone because they won't let it die and they won't let it go. And by the way, I got into a contract for it as well, financially. So I'm paying on contract. Just sign me up for the whole thing. I will not back out of this because it's who I want to be. People struggle with this so much because they think about their lives through a lens of risk of action, but they don't understand the risk of inaction, which is more powerful and more dangerous than making the wrong decision. Agree or disagree? I agree with that. And for a lot of people, the problem is they, they have a lack of, you mentioned vision when CBVCR, right? A lot of people have a yep. lack of, of clarity about the identity that they want. So the solution isn't, and, and this is different for a lot of people. Sometimes clarity isn't required depending on what your makeup is. Like for me, I don't need clarity. So I started using this thing called descriptive words that would describe, how would you describe the identity that you say you want for yourself? And this is a, this is a hack, my friends, for those of you who don't know who God made you to be or who don't even believe that, this is wildly useful. What, how would you do, what is a word that you would use to describe the version of yourself that you want? Where $12,000 is not a lot of money. Your, your word was unstoppable. Unstoppable. So we wrapped Taylor's identity because he wasn't clear. He wanted 10K. I'm like, dude, come on. Let's just table that 10K for a second. Let's focus on something else. And then like 45 days later, it was like 37K, like three times more than what you would have made if you had artificially kept yourself small in your identity. But what we went with was a descriptive word. Now your job is just to make choices that you would describe as unstoppable. Is that simple enough? Yes. And then everything else automatically falls into place and you don't have to be really clear on where the destination is. But if you make unstoppable choices, you can't screw it up. You can't screw it up. That's good, dude. 100%. And might I add that a lot of times finances weaves its way into multiple different words. It's going to be difficult for you to be stoppable if you are literally broke. Say it politely. How, How... there's a lot of ways for me to stop you if you ain't got no money. Okay? There's a lot of ways for me to stop you if you have no time. You have a lot of money, but you don't have any time. Well, all I have to do is eventually wear you out and play smarter than you while you're playing harder. This is the thing about, I love what you said, that, that actually I haven't connected to documents for a long time. That's phenomenal because these descriptive words, they actually life through so many different layers at the same time. Simplify. Have you thought about have you thought about that or am I revealing this to you the first time? Like that. You like I coach on this every day, bro. <laughs> this is my jam. Don Cameron, anything to add? I've got a quote to leave us with. Um and then I've got to wrap up because my daughter's four today and I've got to go to a birthday party. Oh that's awesome. Um happy birthday to her. Yeah happy I was gonna birthday, say Kate. I think that for me the main thing I was just using energy and the word that I would use to describe that caused the movement uh, was disgust. 
that's actually the word that I would have used to describe my experience. And so the disgust in my current identity to go towards a different or better identity, even though directionally I might not have been exactly correct. I was like, anything other than here is better. And so mm. that created some level of momentum, burned hot, it, you know, not necessarily sustainable because that would wane and fade through time. Um, but having the capacity to generate motion that created energy that then ended up creating money. Uh, so even when mm -hmm. I had none or I lost it all, essentially, I was still able to create more because I still had the skill set. I just needed energy yeah. to move it into the marketplace. So uh, that for me was what caused the, the major, major shifts in my life was that negative emotion. I would call that commitment. It's a commitment. And I would say a derivative of that, Seth, let me know if you agree with this, but a, a, almost a derivative of that commitment, flipping it around is instead of, I can't stay here, like John Cameron, that's me in 2015. The question is, what would I do if what I wanted was inevitable? It was guaranteed. If it was guaranteed that I was that I would win, what would I do? And oftentimes the decisions that you would make then are typically in alignment with what's required to get to that thing. All right. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. All right, quick quote. I wrote this, I wrote this in April 25th, 2019. For the record, my daughter was born April 10th, 2019. This is 15 days after I became a dad for the first time. And I wrote this quote. This is at this point, about four and a half years after I started working with Seth, I brought Seth on here to prove to people that I wasn't lying about my upbringing. Seth will tell you, he's got pictures. And <laughs> we got all the stuff, man. We should tell everybody yeah. about that. Listen, listen to this quote. And I want you, if you're driving, I want you to just pause for a second and feel this. If you're working out, turn noise canceling on and feel this. This is 15 days after Taylor becomes a dad. And what I'm about to say will change you. If you are risk averse, this will change you. Here it is. To the timid and the fearful, a day will come when the one thing you will wish for above anything else is the opportunity to go back and do it different. You will crave with every fiber of your soul for the impossible chance to go back knowing what you know now to change things. You will dream what it would have been like to be stronger and what it could have felt like to have the courage to risk something for a worthy cause. You will try to fight the feelings of regret and self-doubt from wasting years of the only life you have while other people played all out and left a legacy. You will remember the journal entries and the memories of when you swore you were doing what was safe and prudent, but really you were weak and afraid of losing. In your attempt to never lose, you will ensure your greatest loss of all time, having never actually played. I am playing all out both now, tomorrow, and the day after. When I make decisions that do not turn out well, I still get a win because I learned from them. And at least I know that one day I will never regret not trying. People used to tell me once you have kids and real responsibilities, you'll understand. But now I am a father and the drive to play well is even stronger. I want to end with my kids thinking, if my dad could do it, I can do it too. Not, well, dad never did anything, but at least we were safe. To the timid and the fearful, hopefully this will shake you awake. If not, save it, write it down, and add it to your memories of opportunities you could have had, but wasted. This might offend, it might trigger, 
It might make you angry with me, which in reality means you're angry at yourself. But one thing that you cannot do is listen to this and stay asleep at the wheel. I'm going to get you woken up. Let's move forward. Any passing words before we leave? That's your own man in the arena, bro. That's, That's it. What I was that. say. That's exactly what I was going to say. That was beautiful, man. <laughs> Holy shit. That was awesome. I never heard that. That was, Let's get it. We don't need we don't, we don't need the last word, bro. You, Yo, you take the last word, man. That no was, more that coffee. Incredible. Just need that in the morning. <laughs> no more. No more coffee. All right, I'm off to Chuck E. Cheese's to eat some pizza and dance with that little girl. See you guys. See you. All right, buddy. Bye. See you.